0: Brooklyn Nets fans know the best place to get unique gear to rep their team is Flatbush and Atlantic no not the corner where the Barclays Center stands but the online store that brings Nets fans the latest styles and tees and hats that you won't find anywhere else right now Flatbush and Atlantic is offering 20% off all merchandise to listeners of the ain't hard to tell podcast just visit flatbushandatlantic.com today and use the promo code ahtt to get your discount the promo code is eligible for customers through july 2019 flatbush and atlantic made for nets fans by nets fans to tell podcast from the gotham podcast studios it's episode 91 of the ain't hard to tell podcast dexter henry brian fonseca here what's up man my chair is very squeaky i'm about to change it squeaky. <laughs> you always got to change something <laughs> as it started like as if you didn't know it was squeaky five seconds ago oh you did just get in that chair. yeah i just i just so sat here
1: because i was sitting here before you did now, just now, did just get now in we're this. just gonna move this
0: this chair off to the side God, get, get comfortable. Can't yeah. decide on chairs. Can't decide on
1: food. See, this one's not squeaking around as much. Wow, you so talking? it doesn't sound like I'm farting every three seconds. But you do do that every three seconds. In my house. Oh, good, good.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, you're one of those people like, I can't fart in public? Oh, I do.
1: Wow, oh. I just ain't doing it here. Yeah, I got you. I just had a smoothie, so I'm good. I don't need, you know,
0: doesn't you, you got enough fiber in your system? Yeah, I'm straight. <laughs> okay. When I get home,
1: when I get home and I have some dinner, following the smoothie, it's a wrap. Or if I go to smorgasbord tomorrow like I want to then, you know, it's going to be some problems walking around.
0: For those, not for me, for some people. For those people who don't know, and who I listen to or not in New York, Work really dope uh, places. There are three spots throughout Brooklyn. You can go get all different kinds of food on the weekend, Saturday, Sunday. It's basically a food fair um, that you can go check out. Really dope. I check it out. I take go all the time. take my daughter. She enjoys it. Yeah. So it's good. I want to go. A uh, lot, oh, as usual, always going on in the world of sports, world of hip-hop, world of pop culture, world of politics, Everything because um, this is not a stick-to-sports podcast. Um, but <laughs> recently, I had some people uh, come for me on Twitter, or try to come for me, because you're not going to win. It doesn't work like that. Um, with the sort of stick-to-sports thing. Really? What happened? You know <laughs> oh, you're so intrigued. <laughs> wasn't aware of this. Oh, yeah, I wasn't aware of this. Well...
1: It was yeah. some time ago, I should say. Yeah. Well, th- my my thing is... There's a reason we're getting to this on this episode. This episode. My, other, other than the fact that we had Iron Eagle last
0: episode. Yes. My thing is that there is no way to talk about sports in America without talking about race. There's no way to talk about anything in America without talking about race. However... There are people who would like you to believe that is not the case. There's people who don't want to talk about it because they're uncomfortable talking about it. Yeah, Race is so interwoven in the fabric of our culture here in America, and I will get to that word culture again later here in America that people like to use to cover stuff up. It's so interwoven and people don't want to talk about it because they don't want to talk about the sins of this country with slavery. They don't want to talk about the sins of this country with the Jim Crow era, segregation. They don't want to talk about the sins of this country today where we are trying to keep certain people from crossing the border, not liking the people to look like myself or Brian. in in this way. There's a lot of this going on. They don't want to talk about the fact that we uh, have somebody who's sitting in the highest office in this country telling certain people that might look like myself or Brian or otherwise from other places in this country to go back to where they came from. Mm -hmm. This is all interwoven. When you live like this as a minority in America it's hard to ignore the other BS that's going around. It's hard to ignore when certain things are ignored and certain people are allowed to behave one way but Certain people that might look like myself or Brian are not allowed to behave that way or told to stay in their place or act a certain way. So a couple of weeks ago, uh, I was actually out at a bar with a friend, and we were watching the Yankee game. And I saw Yankees manager Aaron Boone stick up for his players after he did not like a certain ball and strike. Call. And it was a horrible call. I'm going to be clear on this. Horrible call. Ball's outside. Boone comes out. It's a rookie umpire who was behind the plate he was uh i don't remember the guy's name but he was doing his fifth game so i'm also not sure support sure that what i'm about to explain that happens after this would have happened with somebody who had let's say a little bit more seasoning yeah i'm not sure aaron boone would have had the same energy however aaron boone comes out there and we've seen many times in baseball culture for you culture folks came out and defended his players talked about how he didn't like how the guy was calling the strike zone etc he needed to do better job we see this. People generally like that. They like when they're, how do you feel about that? Do you like when uh, the managers get out there and let the umpires know, yo, this is what time it is. I don't like what you're doing. I sure. might get ejected from my team. Yeah. I would like people sticking up for me. Yeah. It's cool. Somebody sticks up for you. Somebody has your back. Sure. Shows a little bit of passion. Yeah. Now, when I looked at that and looked at this video, there was something that was glaringly wrong to me in this video. I've seen a lot of managers get up in the face of the umpire, yell, curse, stomp around, kick some dirt. Yeah. It's cool. We saw the Terry Collins viral video. happens. You got to give us a shot. Yeah, you might curse at him. Maybe not. You know, it's great, but you okay. Yeah. Aaron Boone went up in this man's face, pointed at him, and clapped in his face. Yeah. And basically told him he needed to get his shit together.
1: Yeah, the umpire just ate it. I I was
0: shocked that he didn't throw him out of the game. Shocked. The umpire, I feel, ate it because... It may be where he's standing is. I said he was only in his fifth game. But that reaction of him getting up in his face, clapping in his face, pointing at him was utterly disrespectful to me. Aaron Boones. Aaron Boones. Okay. You don't do that. You can yell. You can stomp around. You can say what you want to say to somebody. I don't think you should be cursing about their mama he, or he anything He definitely like tried that. to show him up and punk him. He definitely tried to punk and him. And he kind of <laughs> did. <laughs> he did punk him. And, and then I saw what happened is, you know, I saw this in real time. And the next morning I wake up, I see on Twitter, everybody's lauding this.
1: Brett Gardner, uh, by the way, this detail too. Brett Gardner, when the camera sort of cut over to him on the broadcast, you see Brett Gardner sort of standing atop the dugout and clapping his hands, you know, in support of uh, his manager, sort of laying it down. Not getting ejected,
0: by the way. Right. Also want to say, I am fine with Aaron Boone. I want to be very clear on this. Fine with Brett Gardner too? Yeah, I'm fine with Aaron Boone standing up for his players. I just thought the going in a man's face is too far because I'll ask this to anybody out here listening. Yeah, some other man's going to come up in your face, clap your hands, and tell you how you need to get your stuff together, and you're going to be okay with it.
1: That's I'm surprised. I don't care where
0: it is. Where you're working? Look, where I'm from, somebody does that. Somebody's got to go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You're not doing Like, where is this cool? Yeah. However, what you hear from people on Twitter is, it's cool in baseball. Brian, where have we heard this before? <laughs> where have we heard this before? Oh, you have to understand it's baseball. This happens in baseball. What, you know what else happens in baseball that's stupid? Uh, somebody hit a home run. I don't like how they admired the ball. They styled a little bit too much. I'm in my feelings. Yo, next time that guy comes up or his teammate comes up, I'm going to throw this 98-mile-per-hour ball at him high and tight, which might hit him in the head. is extremely dangerous, and we applaud it because that's part of baseball culture. Not my culture, I think,
1: well, we know what that's code for, right, and you know you you see the same thing with hockey, what's part of their culture fighting, yeah. God forbid a fight breaks out of a basketball game. Ooh, you, you know, we, 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 <laughs> we Or a football game, for that yeah. matter.
0: Well, we, we even know when there weren't fights breaking out of basketball games. And we're not talking about the malice in the palace, which was uh, obviously, let's call it what it is. The malice in the palace behavior was utterly reprehensible. There's no defending it. There's nothing cool about it. There's nothing cool about it at all. If I can say that's bad, I can also say getting in front of another man's face, which none of y'all who were defending this, y'all don't definitely wouldn't come in my face and clap your hands and put, point your fingers. Because it would, it, it would not end well for you.
1: Yeah, but you know why the malice at the Palace happens? Stuff you see Oklahoma City or well or Utah. Well, not not Oklahoma City, but involving a certain Oklahoma well, City, former Oklahoma City guard Russell Westbrook when he was in Utah. Yes. Things like that. That's kind of how it starts. Well,
0: that is kind of how it starts, and it obviously started, obviously, with... A, so that
1: falls into what we're sort of talking about it here. It does, but... Not but, to if, excuse the malice at the Palace, but... No, 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 look,
0: no. Your point is that... Just like the players on the field in certain cultures and sports, that is empowered. Yeah. which is weird to me because it gets empowered by the fans. The fans also feel empowered, as we've talked about in this podcast, to do whatever they feel like doing and to go back to the mouse in the palace. That started with somebody throwing a drink on Ron Artest.
1: And new sentence, uh, sometimes people deserve to get their ass beat.
0: <laughs> like
1: yeah. honestly, like we we can we can we stop
0: acting like Now here's the thing. <laughs> I also say as uh, what happened to Ron Artest and what started it was wrong. I remember seeing that at the age of, however it was, 20, 21 years old, that happened. And it was wrong. And I kind of was like, yo, that person shouldn't have thrown that drink on them. And they should not have. Right. However, as a player, you can't go and attack the fans. Yeah, Ron Artest probably shouldn't have taken it to that screen.
1: But in the long term, that taught a lesson to probably some fans who might have been tempted to do something. Like, I'm like, yo, there's a cause and effect here, right? That's true. They're, They're like... I understand Ron Artest, that was crazy. He only ended up playing nine games that season because he got suspended for the remaining 73. But fast forward 15 years later, we look at that event a lot differently than we do now. A lot different. Well, I
0: still look at it as you can't, you can't attack the fans. But I'll tell you what, if your point is that the fans now have to think twice about throwing a drink on somebody? I, yeah, because nobody nobody wants... Do you remember what Steven Jackson did in that? Do you remember Steven Jackson cold sliding yeah. and cold clocking that dude? I
1: remember Dame, uh, Dan Levitar said this recently on his show where... Not recently, but he said this a couple of times on the show where basically I think it was that ESPN had to make their sort of commentators speak entirely differently about that from one day to the next because on the day after the Malice at the Palace, guys were... Kind of defending the players in some respects, saying that the fans should have did this, and then they had to just, like switch their tune because that's not what the company wanted to push for. Well, going the reason right.
0: company is won't do it because they have a deal with the NBA, and the thing is that's a right. problem. That's a problem with attacking the fans. You can't do that because you are working. You, these are the, these are the people coming to pay to see you. Yeah, and that's why it doesn't work. It's but what happens is people don't realize, and I think I've spoken about this on this podcast. When you are in the public eye, when you do something like I do where you're on TV or you do things and you're on the street and you're doing a live shot, people will try to test that and they'll try to mess with you. But you still, I still have to always keep the professionalism yeah. about it in certain ways. Now, speaking of that professionalism, that I do not feel Aaron Boone exerting. this is not my point that we're going to get to on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I think if Aaron Boone, excuse me, was a black or Latino manager. This was Ozzie Guillen.
1: Dusty Baker.
0: Dusty Baker. Jerry Manuel. And did the same exactly exact thing he did coming in somebody's face, pointing, especially if it was a white umpire. Oh, God forbid, no. I don't think people will be like, this is fantastic. I don't think it will be lauded the same way. All you guys who say you like that passion, I can give you numerous things through sports where it's passion for some, Unacceptable behavior for others. Fiery. 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 Right? So that's the term that they like right? using. It's fiery. <laughs> you, know many times, you know how many times I've seen Cam Newton do something where he's pumped up for a team after, and oh. his, he's showing off. He's arrogant. Tom I mean, Tom yeah. Brady could throw a touchdown. The camera could catch him dropping all kinds of MFers, oh, yeah. all kinds of F-bombs, yeah. and it's just look how passionate Tom Brady Leadership. is. Leadership. But you know what? It's all code. The people on Twitter who want to tell me, oh, this has nothing to do about race. One, I'm sick of y'all. Every time somebody brings up something from a black or brown perspective, Latino's perspective about race, why are y'all so the quick person to tell me about it's not about race? How do you know? Comfort. And you know exactly the people they I'm talking about. They want to live in their bubble yeah, where You want to live in racist. a bubble where nothing is racist. Yeah. How can you tell me? I'm a black man living in America. I'm damn near a race expert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I have to live <laughs> right, with things. Yeah. I have to think about race every minute, every day of my life and what I'm doing. And you have the nerve to sit and tell me, why are you bringing up race again? Why does it always have to be about race? I mean, I get why it doesn't have to be for you. If I was white, it wouldn't have to be. It's easy and comfortable for me to be like, I don't have to think about yeah, it. But, but in that
1: case, just mind your business.
0: The fact that <laughs> you – yeah, don't no, – no, no, no. But they have to let me know. because Let, let you know what? Okay, so – after, after this happened with Aaron Boone, yeah. I put out a tweet, and I said, I want to make sure I have my tweet correctly. Said,
1: <laughs> make sure you quote I, yourself, Yeah, right? I, don't
0: want, I don't want But to para myself, I had said that I thought, I wasn't surprised that this behavior that Aaron Boone displayed was acceptable for certain people in certain sports. Yeah. And it goes to the part, point of what you were saying. Baseball, there's a culture that accepts it for certain people in that game. Yeah. Hockey accepts a culture of fighting, and it's supposed to be okay. But I bet it could be the same hockey fans who watch NBA, and two NBA dudes get up in each other's face, and they're labeled thugs. We've seen players labeled thugs. I am not throwing that word around. Does anybody remember the Portland Jail Blazers? Yeah. Does anybody remember the names around those teams that recall? There's a history of coded racist language around many things in sports. Yeah. And people try to act like I forgot. You know why I can't forget to all you people on Twitter? Because I'm black. Yeah. So I've seen it. I've seen it happen over and over again. And I'm going to say, if you are if you choose to ignore the issue, if you choose to not say anything about the issue, you're lost. And you're and you're complicit in part of the problem. Uh, if your yeah. first defense to me is to tell me, oh, well, if this was Dusty Baker, this would be, I would say, okay, go look at Serena Williams when she's been on the court. And not, not the Naomi Osaka stuff, but look at times when she slammed a racket. Look at times when she's argued a call with a ref. Even that Naomi Osaka stuff,
1: if that was... Some, if that was, um what's her name, uh, Anna Kornikova, that probably would have been different.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we, but we. But we, the thing is, it's not even like I'm saying this out of nowhere. There's evidence of this. Yeah,
1: go right, look. Right. At,
0: go look at the worst thing John McEnroe ever did, oh boy. or Andre Agassi, or Pete Sampras. So any of these dudes at arguing, and nobody ever was like, these, "These are white men." Nobody's ever arguing and saying, "Yo, these these dudes, dudes are too much." Serena's told. How she should be, one, because she's black, and two, because she's a woman.
1: Isn't there a story of Peyton Manning sitting on a a trainer's face when he was in college or something like that? Well, that—and that—I
0: that still don't (laughs) know. That
1: nobody—that everybody sort of sweeps under the rug?
0: And nobody is as touched, and that has been really swept under the rug, and I don't know what's going on with that. Um, But there are—if you don't—if you think—I think the people who make these arguments against me and say these things on Twitter— you want to live in a world where you think everything is equal and everybody is viewed to the same lens and everybody in this co- in this country is treated and viewed the same way and can behave the same way. No, because you guys are critical of certain people in sports. I brought up Cam Newton and Tom Brady. It happens in football In
1: football a, in lot, football a lot,
0: right? Yeah. Certain players can do something and it's okay for, for the white player, but the black player or Latino player does it and it's a problem because you don't like what that represents. The problem is when I say what I said on Twitter, you're mad because you have to check yourself and look at – Yo, why do I like this in this sport? For all you guys who like the manager going out there, that's cool. I'm not knocking y'all. But are y'all really cool with somebody pointing the fingers in somebody else's face and clapping to them like they're a child? I wouldn't even do that to my child. And nobody (laughs) should do that to their child. Right. And you're going to go and do this to another grown man? And we're saying, oh, in between the diamond, we're okay with that. Some behavior is not cool anywhere. I mean, you know
1: what, though? If the and it's funny that you mentioned that. I feel like if the manager would have retaliated by throwing him out, then a lot of people would have taken Aaron Boone's side even more. I feel like if the manager even would Probably. Have, let's say the man this would never happen in America. the umpire. The uh, yeah, whatever. This <laughs> whatever, same you know. But um let's say the manager Aaron Boone in this case, right? Let's say he did this to an umpire and the other umpire was actually talking back to him. What if it got physical? Right? Because I think that if that happens in a lot of other workplaces Yo. where there aren't 50,000 or 40,000 or yep. however many people are watching, it would have gotten physical. Because I'll tell you what, if anybody anywhere does that to me in my face, yep. something's going to happen.
0: And for most people, I think most people are keeping their energy because here's the thing. But that's what
1: I'm saying. A lot of people just need to get their ass beat. Like,
0: it, <laughs> no, it,
1: like, it all comes down to this. Like I know people are going to think this is funny. But a lot of people, look, too many people walk around feeling invincible. Why? Because they have Twitter and because they can say anything they want at any given time. But here's the thing. And I think a lot of people in general just need to get their ass beat because maybe that'll change their minds about how they feel about certain
0: things. I don't even think that umpire needed to even take it there. But had he thrown him out and had the umpire made a statement about how unacceptable his behavior is and where he crossed that line. He
1: should have gotten back in his face, to be honest.
0: He should have. I would have liked to seen that. Yeah. I understand. based on, But I also want to put myself in his shoes and being a young umpire in this fifth game and in front of 40,000 people in Yankee Stadium. He probably was like, yo, I need to eat this one. However, I actually think he could have made a better point by not eating that one. And I right. think there should be more people calling the behavior of Aaron Boone deplorable. To me, he crossed a line. There's one thing, they're standing up to your players, and then there's, like, you cross a line where you're disrespecting a man or another woman or an adult. That doesn't fly anywhere. Like you said, nobody at any job is going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm cool with that.
1: Especially because if you're Aaron Boone and you're a former baseball player who had a really good career, you know everybody's watching you in that moment. You don't think he was trying to, like, Trying to actually punk him in front of everybody, yeah, because the entire all, game stops. All, that's another thing that's interesting about baseball culture is that when a manager comes to confront an umpire, the actual game just stops
0: entirely. And people, we watch this and we're like, passion is one thing, this crossing a line of disrespect and that's why I draw the line. And I actually think if it was a black manager or Latino manager, which there, is the main point here, they would have to think about how they're even going to. Make this argument like they know if they put the finger in the face, if they clap the hands, that it's not going to perce- be perceived the same way. If you think that it is, and you live in America, then you're living with your eyes closed in a fancy land because even Stevie Wonder could see that that's not how it would go down.
1: Here's the thing uh, Ozzy again will just do it. That's the thing I kind of <laughs> like, but he would have
0: got ripped for it. Oh, that's yeah, my definitely, point. definitely. I think but Ozzie- I think Ozzy still oh. do it because Ozzy is a gangster. I don't think <laughs> a, I don't think Ozzy Gillen gave a damn. But that's what they hated but about. Yeah, Ozzie yeah Gein. exactly. We laud well, we lord the the white manager who doesn't seem to give a damn. But when it was a Latina one, it's like they got they gotta put him in his place. That's the problem I have here. So don't give me that this if this was Dusty Baker or Ozzy Gein, the same thing would have would have happened and he would have been revered the same way. All I think there's fans that would have liked it. The argument's not whether they would have liked it. That's the issue I was having with people on Twitter. The argument's not whether fans should like their play, the manager standing up for players. The argument is: Did he go too far? Is putting your hands in somebody else's face too far? And if this was a black or Latino dude, would this be celebrated? You have people on here calling this fantastic. What's fantastic about
1: it? Do you think uh, Ozzy is blackballed? By the way, yes, because I, I I remember. Well, he did have some comments, man. About he had the LGBT Castro thing community. when he was in when he was in like Florida. But I'm I think still with his resume. I mean, if he were a white dude, he'd probably be a manager
0: right now. Probably. We've still, that's another thing. He
1: had, we had two manager jobs, and the other one was cut short because of the Castro thing, which, you know, you can't say that in Florida. I mean, no. come on. But, here's the but thing. seven years later, and if he's...
0: If your point is that he's not going to get the second chances that other people are, yeah. That's another thing that's true about America, but people don't want to talk about that because they'll be like, oh, well, it's just this thing, and it's like, no, we've seen people in all professions do really bad things, and what I can say is sometimes when you got the complexion for to you know that works, you will get certain second chances that other people won't get.
1: I mean, let's start from the top. Look at forty-five. Yep, and everything that he's done in his career and his livelihood. Yep, and he's still out here yeah. regardless of the all man, the, 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 man the is, sexual assault allegations the, the, and the, every comment that's you know racist. It's not even perceived as racist. It's just it, flatly it racist, racist, which people need to step. You up know all and. He's getting the ultimate pass by continuing to be the face of this country. If nothing yeah, goes.
0: but where we, where we can't be lost on these things, and let's give a shout-out to Dan Labertard, who recently also called out uh, the leader of this country for his racist comments, is saying things when you see the bias. I have a he- healthy respect for people when you, when they do that. Jamel Hill was doing that when she was at ESPN. Dan said that on his show recently and called out the racist comments mm-hmm. uh, from President from President uh, 45. And here, when I see see a bias— and I see this going on, I'm going to say it. Now, y'all don't want to talk about it in sports because y'all want to be your, on your stick-to-sports stuff or you want to act that race has nothing to do with Remember,
1: it. Remember, people like sports because it's their escape yeah. and they want yeah. to live in a bubble that they can literally escape from whatever's going on That's in their life. That's cool. Go play from. the
0: show. That's cool. Go play the show and do that.
1: Go play Madden. Go your bubble.
0: Madden. Like That's your bubble. But, it, but when it comes to the stuff we're talking about, the real here, it's going to get talked these, about. These
1: issues are in sports all up and down. But I think now we're starting to realize it more because we do have some more minority voices in sports that we had before. We have more players willing to talk about it than before, whereas it was always kind of the same – Everything was sort of whitewashed, and yep. now things are—the pendulum,
0: the pendulum is swinging. Well, and I think that's why you get the response like I have on Twitter where people don't like that, where the first response to me was, if Dusty Baker does, we'd applaud him. And I expected that response. I was actually surprised it came as later as it did. Then you had somebody who then tried to say, which is uh, the next thing you do. This was classic. To me, the things I saw on Twitter was classic. Somebody says something is an issue from what black people feel every day. And the immediate reaction was to try to suppress that, not to try to understand it, not to try to understand right. the points, to tell right. me you don't know what you're talking about, which is hilarious. Like, you have people too. from other cultures tell me, I don't know what I'm talking about, and I'm black and living in America. First thing said to me, this is somebody, you're trying to sound smart here. And I was like, no, I am smart. <laughs> That's the thing. On about?
1: Twitter. You in Twitter, it's like, those things are just hard to win because it's like, look... I've said this a million times. Ah, uh, I don't.
0: I don't worry about winning. But it's just, not even that. You're
1: just like some like. I can't help you if you're stupid and you refuse to not be stupid. You know what I, I mean? Agree. Like a lot of stupid people just don't know that they're stupid. So we could just leave it there.
0: They don't. And the people, <laughs> the people who want to make excuses and for themselves, it's sad. But they're lost. And there's a lot of lost ones. And I'm sorry. I think if you look at this situation to put a bow on this uh-huh. with Aaron Boone and you look at what's going on and you look at how he's perceived or think about how black players are perceived in certain situations when they show emotion there's a lot of pause for cause there if you're going to be real with yourself about it if you're not and you think we live in this perfect utopia where we're not there yet where everybody's treated the same then you're lost i, I, I can't stress that anymore i don't know if it can help you and i quite frankly I always say my boy always say this he's like Sometimes when you have messages like this, like we're talking about this in this podcast, or you bring this up on Twitter, like you say, the people that really need to receive it probably aren't the ones that actually receive it, where they can well, actually sit and have some critical thought about it. Well, to
1: them, they're mixing politics with sports when these are not political issues. These are just issues, period. These, these, are, are, social, issues these social are social issues. Social
0: right. And everything that I mentioned is social isn't political.
1: Right. And But that's what I'm saying is that certain people will try to label them as political issues. And I don't like mixing my politics with my sports, you know, and all these kind of things when really these are just regular issues or social issues that we need to be talking about. And in a lot of ways, we're listening to each other less and less and less than we were before. If the 2016 election taught
0: me anything, it's just that. Right. So there are people who would rather be lost in the idea that everything is fine. People
1: like fantasies, Fantasy, bro. Yeah. People just love fantasies.
0: That's cool, man. Why go. do you
1: think? Why do you think the sexual robots are gonna be a hit? <laughs> what, like, <laughs> honestly, like people just love well, fantasies. Well, is that, is a lot that, of people, a lot of people who can't get girls or can't pick up dudes, they're gonna get the robots. They're gonna fuck the shit out of them, <laughs> and then that's gonna be it. That's yep. gonna be their lives. <laughs> that's that's gonna be another escape for them. They're gonna watch sports. They're gonna have sex with their robots, and then they're gonna go do their day job, whatever it is. Who's gonna talk to these people? Twitter sounds like they ain't talking nobody people on Twitter
0: that's, that's that's a very sad you know what I'm saying like sounds that's like a very but lost that, but, society. but
1: like, and I'm not even trying I'm not even trying to be on some highbrow BS I'm just saying like that's what it I is I mean if you
0: want to deal with the robots you, I am I am mad at you but I do think it will say something about society going forward with that yeah no man
1: well there's a lot as of as they lost. as they as Dave Chappelle said happen in real life
0: yeah but there's a, but as I say there's a lot of lost ones out there <laughs> The third season of the original sports web series, the sports walk is underway. The YouTube hit is giving away a $50 Amazon gift card to one lucky viewer of the show or a listener of the ain't hard to tell podcast. Who knows? It could be you. All you have to do is enter the gift card giveaway contest. Look, it's easy. And there are multiple ways to enter, including subscribing to the sports walk, YouTube channel, liking the show on Facebook or following on Twitter or Instagram. For more information, Visit the giveaway link in the description info for this episode. Good luck as the contest ends August 15th, 2019. Speaking of Lost. uh, These tapes. Tapes. How about it? (laughs) Lost Tapes 2 by Nas uh, came out. Uh, Now, we got to go back because a week before its release, Nas dropped Uh, the first song off the album that we, there had previously been a snippet which Brian and I both heard Static selected producer, which ended up being lost freestyles which is fire
1: we're going to we're so going to end we're going to end this on a good note but all yes. i want to say is that this song that Dexter's talking about it's a 3 minute and roughly 30 second song i could not make it to the second minute
0: of yeah. the song I, th-
1: thank god i reserved judgment because the rest of the album we're going to get into and it and i
0: told you cuz you were like i hope the album sounds like, it. So I was like <laughs> Oh, boy. The Jaru of Rap, the first song that Nas released, I w- I can undeniably say one of the worst songs Nas has ever made. <laughs> I mean, like, it fits perfectly on Nostradamus.
1: So it's like um, Zone Out. It's the Zone Out. Of zone
0: Out is better than Jaru of Rap. Oh, wow. Damn. And I do not like Zone Out.
1: And there are there are some Nas fans caping for that song saying that it's... Yo, you got to understand, you know, he's doing this and his dad and his jazzy and all this hey, stuff. Hey, I
0: understand what he was and going this is for. And this is why some
1: Nas fans get a bad rap. No, no. This is why you can't call me a Nas Unde-
0: <laughs> There's a difference between understanding what somebody's going for. And, and caping for everything they do. No, no, and then them not executing. Oh. You can go uh. for something. That doesn't mean you execute hey, it Hey, Nas well. tried. He tried it. He tried. He I, attempted. He just shouldn't have put it out. I don't you- know who are the people that was like, yeah, go for it. I mean, yeah. A lot of a lot of people attempt shots in the NBA, but you don't want them shooting it. No. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, <laughs> we got past that song, which will forever. I of like five names yeah, right there, which will forever be automatically skipped. Um. Yes, because that song was just
1: I yeah. did not save that on mine. Uh, the producer. See, and it's funny because he's the o- the producer of that song is the only producer I've never heard of. It's I don't know how to pronounce this, but Charlie Black. But the instead of a C, it's an X. Is it Zarly? I don't know. And Nas apparently Nas also helped produce that. Yeah. He also know. helped produce one mic though, so I'll say that much.
0: Like he one mic. This is not <laughs> I'm gonna say that. But, but one mic. This is not. But
1: the rest of it, no bad energy. Lost freestyle fire. Tenasia. Good song. Highly favored. I'm not going in order. War against love. These are just all the really good standouts. Queen's Wolf. You like it's never you like it never ends more than I like do do. more than you do. I don't um, love it, but it's good. It's early. Let's just say that too. We we've both listened to this album about three times. Yeah. About three times. So this is an early sort of
0: And I I think it's good. I think it's a very good You Mean
1: the World to Me, which is, you know, old Kanye.
0: And for Nas fans who, like myself, who had like a lot of Nas, Lucy's, this is an old song. You knew it as the world. You've heard it for years. But to finally get it in a mastered version is really good. It's a really great Kanye sample. Old, it's a sample that builds up with the volume throughout. Nas with a really good story. So this is, this is like graduation
1: Kanye, more or less.
0: Yeah, because this around hip-hop is dead. This is like, 2006.
1: Graduation was 07 and 05 was uh, Late Registration. So yeah. this was that era of Kanye. Yeah, really good dude. This is when Kanye was Kanye Kanye. Yes. As opposed to, well, the not, dude. Nonsensier. The dude who wears a red hat and kneels down before the, the President of the United States in an effort to do whatever the hell he is doing. I don't know. Beautiful Life should have been on Life is Good. Which is a fantastic I love song. Life is Good. It is Nas' second or third best album. Beautiful Life should have been on that.
0: It's really good album. It's really it good. It closes this very well. Wow. My only thing with this project, I would have tightened it. I probably would have taken out a couple songs. I think if it was a 12-track album, it would have been better. It would have been closer to... Get a get, out, get, get the
1: Ja Rule of rap out of here. Uh, and that brings
0: it down a lot. Like that has a lot to do with <laughs> where I have this album at probably like a 7.5 out of 10 uh, upon 3 listens. If you probably took Jaru of rap out of it, just that one song probably definitively brings it to an eight for me. And then I think if you cut down some other stuff. Oh, I'm already at an eight. Def- yeah, definitely
1: at an eight. I'm not yeah. there yet. I'm definitely at an eight already.
0: Yeah, but, ja- yeah, but damn, yeah. well, Jaru ta- ja of rap, I just. Do you lose? How many points do
1: you lose for that? Like one whole point, half a point? It's so
0: bad. It's like one whole.
1: Point. Oh my
0: yeah. god! It's that bad. It's that bad. I don't it be, is that bad. Yeah,
1: listen, I cringed. Like I cringed a lot. I just couldn't take it. I was just like, "Whoa, boy!" I, I was like, "I'm." It's like, it's like when you jerk off and look in the mirror. What you want to act like that never happened because you're disgusted with yourself.
0: But who? wait, wait, wait. wait.
1: No, after you're done. After you're finished, you don't get what I'm saying, do you?
0: I do. I now I understand that it wasn't while you were doing that. No, after. I just don't. Under, I just don't understand why you were disgusted with yourself. You're like, yo, I did what I had to do.
1: But you don't get. All right, we're not gonna get it. Yeah. That. No.
0: No. Why am I disgusted with myself? I did what I needed to do for the time. Look. And all right. Whatever. Me. Whatever. You
1: didn't get. You didn't. I don't think you understood. We'll, we'll, no, I it. don't. So, those, so the time of rap.
0: Wow, <laughs> that took a left turn. When you jerk off and look in the room, you disgust disgusting. After the fact, after all right. You anyway, so yes, the, I, I listened I mean, to it. Great, you had to do. It. I couldn't
1: get. Look, all right. I couldn't get through the song. All right. I just acted like it never happened. But you got. Through and the then I off. and then I went on with my life.
0: Uh, which is what you could do after you jerk. <laughs> Just go on with your life. Why couldn't it be why'd it have to be any different? All right, I'm off that. I just well, I
1: don't think I explained that uh d- no, definitively no, enough for you. No. But it makes better for the show.
0: <laughs> the people gonna want an explanation. That's all I'm gonna say.
1: They they can they can DM me. Okay. Um uh, the Jar Ruf rap and it never ends. I think if you take that off, it's a nine. Both of them. And I, I don't really I it never ends as to grow on me. I didn't I really can, like I can, it that much. I'd
0: be fine if it was one of the songs that went off. But look, it's, this, this is a...
1: But everything else is solid, bro. Yeah, it's solid. I mean, look, all right, if I really wanted to bring it down to 12 to make it, like, damn near perfect, then you could take off those two that I just mentioned, "Java of Rap and It Never Ends, and you could also take off uh, Adult Film. And I don't mind that
0: songs. just don't love the hook, so I can go without that. Yeah. That's what I'm
1: saying. I'm saying if I really wanted to be a stickler and get it down to, like, 12, 13 songs, yeah, miss those three and then you have, like, a 9+. plus.
0: Yeah, it's it's not as good as i don't really like doing this all to compare something it's not as tight and good as lost tapes one but it's very good project no it's very good. it's though. good some good songs i would there.
1: say the best songs on here are probably better than the ones on lost tapes maybe maybe
0: wait the best songs on lost tapes two are better than the best songs on lost tapes one
1: i was like maybe if you love no. if you take the top five from this and the top five from there you have no. a discussion you no.
0: have a discussion I, I actually don't think so you have a discussion because i think so? So. I think Beautiful like, Life is really good, man. Beautiful Life will crack it in the top five of either, but I think that this isn't better than like Do Rags, My Way, Purple, maybe Drunk by Myself. What about Those but, songs are really good. What about War Against Love though? That song's good. I think I Maybe
1: think, maybe you need to sit with it a little more if you coming around to that. But I think
0: I think the outstanding songs on I'll the still, first one I'll are st- better than the outstanding songs on this one. I'll
1: probably I'll still say I'll most likely still say Lost Tapes 1 is better. Oh, it's definitely, definitely. better. But you know, I'll sit with it a little more and see what happens. This is gonna be up there in the album of the year conversation for me. One, we haven't had that many great albums. Two, this is good. Like it, it, even with even with the genre of rap, and yeah, it's still really good.
0: It is. It is still really good. I can like say. I can
1: definitively say I could be like, all right, Nas is back.
0: Whew. It's funny, Nas is back with old unreleased stuff. That's yeah, what's funny. That's the thing. thing. Now, now that, and, I know where you're going. I yeah, know where you're going. It's right like now. yo, I know where you're going, yo.
1: That's the thing, too. Like, cool, all right. The Nazir thing came out of nowhere. Yeah. Wish we didn't have that, Uh, but whatever. I need to go back and listen to that, because ever since Jamal told us that he actually sat with it more and he started liking some stuff. But with me, it's like I, I have no reason to go back to that Understood. ever. Right? There were, like, two songs I liked on that. Uh, Maybe. Not even. Just one. And yeah. I kept it for a little while, and I was like, I don't even want to think about this, right? <laughs> that and then Lost Tapes 2, I'm like, all right, cool, you know. We got the compilation album. Where's the real album?
0: The Nas Al-Dun album, gun <laughs> album. That Nas, and, and, and Brian, I spoke to Brian the other night before we did this, and Brian was talking about how he was mad about the New York Times article he read. Yo,
1: three years, years ago, we were sitting in an office yep. in a location. We see this, this article come out in the New York Times. This person went to his block on Queensbridge. He was hanging out. You know, it was a nice New York City summer night. Nas is just chilling. He's talking about the album, yo, two more weeks and it's going to be done. This is three years ago. Yep. Since then, he's given us Nasir and he's given us Lost Tapes, too. At least he's given us music. Right. And at least this second project is really good. Where's the real album? All right. (laughs) Yeah,
0: they're supposed to have all the the Swiss production. Where's um, the
1: real album? That's what I want to know. Are we getting it in 2020? Because we're not getting it in 2019.
0: Why not? How do we not know? Probably right. not,
1: but we don't know. Nas doesn't drop twice in a year. The one time he did that was like '99.
0: I, I am in Nostradamus. and we
1: well, well 2002 Godson and Lost Tapes, which went way better. See, <laughs> I am so there's
0: precedence for having a Lost Tapes and a album the same year.
1: I go. mean, yeah,
0: th- uh, there you I go. Th- I had
1: to think about that. Why, yeah. why can't that happen? I think again? they were three months apart. Are we getting it in September? I mean, no, October.
0: Because Lost <laughs> Tapes came out when Mayish that was of that year? No, I thought little, Okay, no. We're we're gonna, No Godson came out first, right? We're gonna
1: get in fall. I mean, no, Godson was December. That I, I know because it, was, it was, was almost an exact an, almost a year or See, exactly. I remember
0: I remember Lost Tapes was in the fall because I just came back from my like my sophomore September year college. September yes, twenty third two thousand two. I remember I just came back from my sophomore year of college. I remember that and I was bumping that heavy. I was eight years old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Godson was December thirteenth so a little less than three months after
0: you were in the third grade wow um, yeah
1: i had just gotten to the third grade Wow. i was already cursing in school
0: yeah you were listening my to
1: brother us. was driving me around we were blasting made you look the following summer. you
0: re- you realize you make your childhood sound so reckless so- yes <laughs> but we all want to know more about it
1: <laughs> yo
0: i have somebody we could bring up here who is
1: no me since second grade God, I can't but wait she for that. she got to get it together we trying to schedule this.
0: We gotta get. That. All right. Well, one one day, one day when I have somebody who knows me for a long time that's sitting up here, you're gonna be asking all kinds of questions. They ain't telling you. Shit. I, you're gonna have
1: more interesting questions. Than <laughs> I have.
0: Oh, do I have questions? But
1: not. But yeah, guys. Oh, we actually gotta wrap this up. Yes, I do. But yes, I have. Questions. Lost tapes two. I'm high on this. I think this is a. This is. Uh, there's already a few Nas projects I could say this definitively. This is better than Nasir, Nasodamus, Untitled. Yes. Might say hip hop is dead. Yes. Um, does it stop there?
0: Probably. I don't think it's better.
1: Well, his body of work is really good, though. That's not to undersell some of the other things he's done. Now, Streets Disciple? That's tough. That's tough. She, That's tough off the bat. It probably is. Streets it's probably something a that would have been. Yeah, yeah.
0: It, it, but it's not by much. I put them in. They're kind of in the same. Range. But it's
1: in the middle of Nas's album. Yeah, I agree. With which that. is a really stellar, cata- a really stellar catalog yeah, that, that a lot of people would say is the first, second, or third best ever. Yeah. So. Like, this is this is good. We're going to sit with it right, a little it, more.
0: All right, let us know what you think of The Lost Tapes uh, 2. Uh, we're enjoying it. We'll see how we feel with it more as we go on throughout the year. All right, episode 91. 91, who we got?
1: Numbers uh, 91 has to start in the obvious place of John Tavares.
0: <laughs> hockey.
1: <laughs> well, you, you surprised me with Sidney Crosby before, so I don't know what you're capable of here. Hey. Let's keep it in hockey. Steve Stamkos. Steve Stamkos. Tamba Ali. Mm-hmm. Cameron Wake, who I really like, mm-hmm. Uh, the limited time I watch football nowadays. Although I am getting mad at in August. More on that later. Justin Tuck, no, I'm not.
0: Les- Justin
1: Tuck, shout out to Justin Tuck. Leslie O'Neill, who you actually know, Justin Tuck, by the way. Yes. Carlos Gomez, who's wearing it right now. Yep. Kevin Green.
0: All right, now let's get serious. We got Ron Artest. Oh, I forgot about. I forgot about. Queensbridge Ron. Yeah, 91. I like he kind of has to go with this 91. episode, though. He, he wo- oh, that, that's very true. He in more ways, ways than one. Yeah. But
1: I could also we, make we it.
0: referenced him twice in this episode. <laughs> and he's tied to the rapper's album we're talking about. Like, yo, this gotta be Queensbridge Ron on a test.
1: Uh, when did he wear 91? It was that uh, one year with the Pacers, Pacers. right? Yep. Um, he also wore
0: with the Bulls, too, didn't he? No, Rodman wore the Bulls. I don't think he ever wore it. Dennis
1: Rodman. Thank you for and bearing He wore 37 the with the Bulls. So and seven. last but certainly not least. Sheldon Richardson, Sheldon Richardson, rookie of the year, yeah. formerly of the New York Jets. Uh, he wore 91 with the Indiana Pacers, him being Ron test in 2005. So this is when he came back
0: from the malice in the past. That's correct. <laughs> All right. I, I mean, look, Queensbridge Ron That's look, my
1: I, vote. Look, I'll de- definitely over Dennis Rodman. I'll say that much. Yeah, Especially current Dennis Rodman Like if we were doing this podcast in the 90s First of all it'd probably be a radio show um, You yeah, know On Spotify. WXKYZW or something like no, that
0: It'd be, it'd be WBOK <laughs> That's what would be for me That'll piss some of y'all off out there WBOK I like that <laughs>
1: Does that actually exist? <laughs> I hope so. Hold on. They got to be. They got to. Of all the letters, the four letter W's they've got. Yep, there's WB. Where's that uh, located? Powered. T- Power 93.7 WBLK is an
0: urban contemporary <laughs> FM radio station. What a shock. Where? Where is it, though?
1: Buffalo, New York. Oh. You know what they play a lot of, probably? Griselda. Griselda. <laughs>
0: Yo, W B L K okay. <laughs> you getting your West Side gun on.
1: Yo, I'm, I'm, when I leave here I'm go I'm going home and I'm going I'm a just bust, listen. Bust. I'm going to listen to Griselda on
0: my way home. Oh man, that's
1: great. I, yo, me and West Side Gun need to talk wrestling, bro. That oh. needs to
0: happen. I, I will sit out that podcast. No, you won't. Yes. I no, would. you won't. Yes I would. <laughs> yes I would. Stay So Til, to till West Side Gun is like At least do the sound effects. I can do that for that. <laughs> That makes me want to sit down. Yeah, I, I, yeah I'm good. Uh, wrestling? Oh, okay. I'm good.
1: So Western New York and the Niagara region of Ontario, Canada, Yo. WBOK plays the musical genres of hip-hop, R&B, urban contemporary gospel, and soul.
0: Yo, they're keeping it real black. I love it. I love it. All right, shout out to WBOK. <laughs> I hope that's a black owned station, too. I, I wonder. I mean. No, it doesn't mean they could be part of another large media group. I don't know if they're black owned stations. Home show. of
1: the Steve Harvey Morning Show. They it's literally it in, so in their Twitter they bio. They keep
0: it black all the way. <laughs> all right. Not bad. WBLK, shout out to you. All right. That's o- it for- Owner is Town Square Media, who also owns XL. Interesting. Not black owned. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, that's it for episode 91 of the A Hard to Tell podcast. We thank you for listening. As always, please subscribe to us on wherever you listen Two podcasts. Also, be sure to check out our T Public store. They're definitely, Link they're definitely in the black. bio. Oh, they are black on? Yeah, yeah. Let me see. I'm looking yeah. at their Instagram. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: All right. Um, Come on, son. Come on. I mean, they got a lot of black stuff. That do not mean they're black. I mean, that just means there's somebody black running that account.
1: I mean, that counts for something. Yeah. Um, not the same, but it counts for same, something. T yeah. Public.
0: Uh, check that out. <laughs> uh, also, be sure to check out any of the sponsors we have. Check out other stuff going on. Be sure to support our uh, sister and brother podcast. Uh, the Seven Footers podcast, talking about a lot of NBA, even though we still are heavy through the off season. Also check out Necessity uh with Marguerite Pierce and Lindsey Jackson. Be sure to support those podcasts as well too. Uh that's it for episode nine. And 91. our shows. And our shows. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. The Sports walk uh coming out and Brian's uh new venture which y'all should really check out.
1: Side hustle. Uh, side August second. Yeah, August second yeah. nine episodes weekly Starting Friday, August second, and every yeah. Friday after that into September. There we go. And then I'll go on vacation for a few days before Sports the NBA walk season.
0: Inside Hustle, check those, check those both out. Uh, as usual, thank you for continuing to support us and uh, everything else around us. Until the next time, y'all. Peace. <laughs>